0: Good day, good people, and this is the podcast of the African American Cultural Arts and History Center in Burlington, North Carolina. And I'm James.
1: And I'm Shanice.
0: And we're going to be with you. Uh, We're going to give you some uh, information. We're going to do a little news. Um, We're going to inform. We're going to educate and maybe have some fun along the way. But we are the Um, African American Cultural Arts and History Center here in Burlington, North Carolina, and we're dedicated to preserving, showcasing, and celebrating the rich cultural heritage and contributions of African Americans in Alamance County and beyond. And um, our mission is to be a dynamic hub that promotes cultural enrichment, social dialogue, and a deeper appreciation for the diverse tapestry of African American history, arts, and achievements empowering current and future generations to embrace their heritage and shape a more inclusive tomorrow, especially here in Alamance County. So um, Shanice, uh, tell us how and why the center was created.
1: Absolutely. First of all, that was beautiful. Um, So we started as an official nonprofit in 2017. Um, This was my mom, Jane Sellers, it was her idea to actively collect uh, local African-American history um, because at the time, um, the places of historical collection were not really displaying a lot about the African-American community that existed here. So she made it her personal mission to start actively collecting those stories. So it actually started out with her going around with her phone and and her recorder button on the phone and just having community conversations. So she would meet with the elders in the community, and just record those conversations. And that's how she started really documenting. So initially, we really focused on the Richmond Hill community, which is um, located along Rahat Street here in Burlington, and the uh, black businesses that used to exist there um, in the early 1950s. But some of those businesses actually were initially in downtown Burlington on Worth Street, which was known as the Black Bottom. So we see uh, newspaper references Uh, calling that area the Black Bottom prior to 1950. Um, So that's how we started. And 2019, Jane Sellers, my mom, passed away, Um, and I decided to continue with the mission along with the original board members that we still currently have to this day. Um, And we opened up this physical location, I believe it was April 2021, and so we're located now at 2381 Corporation Parkway, where you can really see some of the research that Jane Seller started, and we've expanded on um, some of that. We have a collection of um, some African culture items from that we are hosting here from Elon University and a bunch of other stuff.
0: That's so cool, it's, um I must say, I've been here now, what, 10 months, and it's been... Uh, it's been beautiful it's been uh, I really real blessed to be a part of this and um, we look forward to just expanding on this passion and uh, showing people the history and how important history is because we know right now um, history is being attacked in some ways it's being uh, you know whitewashed and all types of stuff and our and our job here is to just to bring the truth to people so uh, we hope you guys come and check us out so What we want to do is, uh, one, we want to talk about a couple of the events that we just had. Um, We had the men's event a few weeks ago. Uh, We thought it went very well, uh, Men Mending Minds. We had a a beautiful panel. Um, We had about uh, 25 to 30 men. seems like all of them came with a purpose. We um, hope to follow up on that doing more programming, um, doing more mentoring, especially for the youth here in uh, Alamance County. So um, that was a beautiful program that we had in, uh, at the Dream Center. And the Dream Center is a nice facility uh, here um, here in Burlington. So uh, those of you who were there, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't make it, uh, don't worry. We will be doing, doing more. Uh, we're also looking at um, doing a book club. And uh, so, be on the lookout for uh, some type of uh, f- a form where we want to figure out. So, what type of books will you be interested in? You know, history books, fictional history, um, you know, self care books, um, finance, whatever. But we want to um, provide a, a, a place and a space for you to come. Uh, we have a pretty comfortable, safe space here at the center, and we want you to come and uh, take advantage. And then the other thing uh, coming up is uh, the continuation of our Power and Place Collaborative where we are doing um, oral histories. And so um, we're just very, very, very proud of this collaborative with um, Elon and Daniel Lake and others, uh, the things that we're doing there. And there's going to be a focus this fall on the churches. Uh, Very, very important to get those stories from folks in the churches, and so uh, we will give you more information in the next podcast in terms of some of the programs and the programming that will be coming up, but uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty now. Um, So the um, biggest news, and this is um, based on uh, Times News, um, it's not totally updated, But based on uh, what the Times News is reporting, that the Alamance Burlington school system is delaying the start of the 2023 school year until September 15th to allow more time to evaluate all school campuses because of mold. And it's been discovered in more than a dozen buildings. And since this story has been written, we believe now that uh, that number has increased. And so uh, classes were due to start on April 28th. And uh, while the delay will not affect the uh, early college because they're on the campus of ACC, the um, delayed opening will allow environmental inspectors time to further evaluate and address the issues at all the campuses and um, allow the Board of Education and the Board of Commissioners and others uh, really to to get their act together figure out where they're going to find the money to um, pay for all of this and um, we know that a lot of people including uh, former board member Patsy Simpson has been very active on social media trying to come up with um, solutions so uh, what what kind of things have you been hearing Janice on that
1: yeah absolutely so um, I follow Miss Simpson heavily um on On social media, she keeps me informed a little bit. Um, so, and this some of this news we we really just got within the net last fifteen minutes um, about them possibly extending the delayed date because initially it was September fifth, and um, now we're seeing that it might be longer. Um, so, there has been some suggestions. Um, I believe there was a virtual option suggestion that was mentioned. I don't know um, if that will be um, what they decide to do, but it is an option. Um, Also, possibly essentially moving some kids to different schools, which they've already talked about doing. I think uh, Williams students will be – well, Williams teachers right now have been moved to Turntown Middle School to be using that building before school starts. Um, So it's been – It's been a big talk of the town. Um, I think a lot of people are frustrated. Uh, There's been conversations because this mold issue is not new. We all knew that it is not new, Um, but we're not going to play the blame game on whose fault it was. Um, You know, it's just something that has to to be fixed. Um, And I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw the news clip. I believe it was Channel uh, 2 News, WFNY, I believe that um, aired that clip um, discussing the issues. And um, about the, the mold, and um, Ms. Patsy had given them a statement about that at the time when she was on the board, which, mind you, Ms. Simpson has so served on the board for 17 years, um, that there was not funding available to fix the issues the way that they need to be fixed, um, and that they essentially had to throw a bandaid over it um, for that time being. And right now, they have spent $1.2 million to fix mold issues, but that was only for two schools. So it is a very much needed big budget to um fix because I think right now we're what is it, seven schools? Yes. Seven schools that are, are listed. And one point two million is spent on just two schools alone. Um and I think they might have had a three million, a little over three million dollar budget. So it's a challenge for the current school board, um to to you know have to create a solution and do it in a timely manner because school you know is supposed to (laughs) I think it was supposed to start next week Mm -hmm. um and so now we're having to you know a lot of parents are having to adjust their schedules and and um you know essentially figure something out and speaking of adjusting schedules I do want to make this announcement so I don't forget um so if you have a kid and you are having to adjust your schedule, there are some programs available to you. Um, So Brelton, the city of Burlington, Burlington Parks and Rec, um, they have uh, extended, give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to get this information for you. Um, But they have their registration. is now open for August 28 to September 1st for Dataways Youth Center, which is located at 1331 Overbrook Road, um, from 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 each day. It is for the ages of kindergarten and fifth grade. It is $15 a day per child. But if you were planning to get rid of your kid this for this upcoming school year and you just got that news that <laughs> they are staying with you a little bit longer and you need to figure out something to do, that is one option. Another option is uh, Shadé Pulliam, who has um, her organization called Becoming Grace. They are also... Um, extending services uh, starting on the 28th um, from 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. or until 6 6 p.m. for an additional fee. If you go to her, I I believe, either her website or find her on Facebook, and her name is spelled C-H-A-D-E-A, last name Pulliam, um, you'll find um, her information as well for her after-school mentoring and tutoring services. But she's also extending... um, her doors to children who you know were supposed to be in school but will no longer be in school until they decide to open up the schools for this regarding this mold issue
0: yeah that's what's up I mean it's 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 really good to see the community um kind of rallying around because we have to do something with the kids the kids have been excited um, I think it's interesting how everything kind of gets pushed aside but um I'm sure that we'll still have uh, football games right
1: Yes, football. Don't <laughs> don't get me started on that. We will be bringing you scores um, with this new podcast, and and ta- and and discussing um, some things um, with with uh, this podcast, and keep you informed on what's happening with with our high school football because it's a big thing here.
0: Yes, I was just going to mention. You know, speaking of uh, Miss Miss Patsy, Ms. Patsy Sim- Simpson, um, her you know she resigned, and her seat is still empty. And I think it's interesting, you know, how she has stepped up and still kind of playing that role as the advocate for the community. And I think that's interesting, but what's even more interesting is why, uh, I wonder why folks are dragging their feet to fill that seat. Um, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that or what's going on with that.
1: Yeah, this is very interesting, um, that they are not filling that seat. Um, My personal opinion, um, no one asked for it, but I'm going to give it. Um, I I feel, you know, we had some candidates who had um, ran in the past election for uh, positions on the school board. Um, And I don't know as far as the processes go. It's clear that ABSS has not had a process in the past for a situation such as this when someone um, resigns from their position um, what happens to that seat. But I personally think, um, that we've had some people that have put their hat in the ring to be on the board. Um, and because they put their hat in the ring to be on the board, now this space is open. I feel like they should be the next in line. Um, that's how I would look at it. Um, but you know, or cause right now it looks like it's going to be a situation of waiting to the next election. Um, And, you know, I do think there needs to be – and we've – Mr. Shields and I, y'all don't know us, but uh, we have had this conversation because in Greensboro things are done a little bit differently when it comes to the school board and how zoning um, essentially helps with um, what the school board looks like. Mm. Um, We want to have people that are reflective of the community, you know, speaking for the community. And um, unfortunately, here in Alamance, it's not always the case. Like, our our people in position of leaderships, and um, I hope no one takes this the wrong way, but um, they're not always reflective of what our community looks like. It's mm-hmm. not always as diverse as what our community looks like. So when you look at people in position of leaderships, does, does it look like the students over at Cummins and Graham and um, those schools and, and Williams, is it, does it show that diversity and is it reflective of the community um, is what I'm getting at and I think Greensboro has done a little bit a better job of showing it because of how they have zoned things so um, the way and and Mr. Shields who's from Greensboro can explain how they do things differently in Greensboro I know Greensboro is a much bigger city so I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's like well Greensboro is different because they're bigger Um,
0: well I don't know that it has anything to do with how big a city is but um, Burlington is still fairly diverse and you have certain groups like the African American community that's been here from the beginning of um, this county and the beginnings of Burlington and company shops and so if you're really about democracy within well, you want every voice to be heard uh, you know in Greensboro for um, things like a, a city council and school board we have uh districts and so if you live on a certain part of town you know that you're probably going to have somebody on the school board that looks like you and that works both ways right so regardless of whether you're white or black or whatever that you're going to have some some representation and i think that's really what most people want here here in burlington and in alamance county in in particular is to just have a voice in terms of what's going on when it comes to um, curriculum, when it comes to uh, you know the issue with right now with with mold and things like that, um, and the future of Burlington, you know, you want to have a voice in that, and so um, hopefully that's something that that will happen soon. I know um, a while back, I think. The NAACP had taken um, the city to court to um, to have the district system here in Burlington, but I guess that didn't work. So, um, but it, it would be great if uh, the city wasn't forced to do it. That they wanted to do it because they wanted to make sure that um, people had a voice, and so so we look forward to seeing that uh, coming up soon. And speaking of Speaking of um, elections, so we've got um, municipal elections happening in most of the cities here in Alamance County. But in uh, Burlington in particular, so we know we have Mr. Um, Cilo Fawcett who's going to run for a seat again. Um, I guess he, um, he had dropped from his seat to run for mayor. And um and then we also have um Dawana Bigelow who's also gonna run. I believe those are the only two African Americans that, that we know of right now. And the next time we come on we will actually list all of the candidates because we want to, we want you to know who who they all are. But um I think one because um both Mr. Fawcett and Miss Bigelow have been um focuses of uh, things that we've done here, whether it be the oral histories or things like that, and so we wanted to mention that they both are running for city council. Um, What what kind of thoughts do you have on that?
1: Yeah, I'm just um, I'm always, uh, because we have worked with uh, the Corner Bigelow and Mr. CeeLo Fawcett, um, I'm always rooting for their success. Uh, We have collected and documented their stories. They've been part of our um, history uh, preservation project with Elon where we are oral history project um, with Elon. So, um, and we have their stories here as well at the center. So we have um, posters about uh, snippets of uh, things that they've had said. So I'm always um, rooting for their success. I don't know who all the candidates are just yet, um, but we do want to, this one, we want this podcast to be informative um, to the people in Alamance County um, and, and people that it affects here. So we will be keeping you up to date on who's running, um, and hopefully we will extend those invitations um, for them to, to um, come on to the podcast. We do want to, at some point, um, have live shows on our podcast so that you, the people, will be able to ask questions um, and call us and, and ask questions while they're here, and, and that's something we're working on and we plan to launch in the near future.
0: That is so cool. We are really excited about the podcast and really are excited about reaching out to you in yet another way um, beyond that. So um, that's probably all we're going to have today. We've got a lot that we could talk about. Uh, I think next time we want to touch on um, you know, what's been going on with the African-American history curriculums in, in, in various places, um, the um, brawl that happened down in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, it seems like folks have already forgotten about that. Um, but then but then we also want to focus on some of the nonprofits that we have worked with and folks that um, we think that you should be aware of. And then any other um, topics or things that you think uh, you might uh, want us to talk about, please um, go to our website and um, check out our email address and we would love to hear from you. So um, we are here at 2381 Corporation Parkway. We are here from Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're here from 11 to 7, and the rest of the days we're here from 11 to 5. Please, please come by. Um, come by to learn. Come by to um, find out a little bit about the history. And not only that, come see our fabulous Uh, african mask exhibit that we have but also um come and share stories we would love to hear your stories Uh, we love it when people come in and when they see a yearbook or they see a photo and it triggers a story and we would love to have you come in and and, uh, do that so we will see you next time we are going to let our man jay emmanuel take us out